us doing this for many years and trying to do the follow-up and trying to do that better, or you were just starting out, especially if you're starting out, this was just such a gift to get all of this information and then to have it forever. Like I can still go back. I can still go, what did they say about that? Let me go back and look or someone loses what we said, you know, we're at at a team meeting and they're like, well, what were we doing with that? I can go back. I can look at what you said and, and bring it back to the team and say, okay, this is, this is how we're going to move forward. Um, Makes me look really smart and you've done all the work. (laughs) From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out, so listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. I'm Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. And can I just say that you are about to meet one of the loveliest people you will ever meet in your life. I am very serious about this. She is a delight. Today, we are talking with Kathleen Ochi of Fairfax Church. And I met Kathleen online a few years ago, and we chatted every once in a while over social. And then we connected on Zoom once or twice. But I was thrilled when she said that she was going to be joining our first group for the Care Ministry Cohort. And because that's what I got to see her every week for six months. It was such a treat. So I invited Kathleen to come on the podcast because I wanted you to hear from those who have been through the care cohort and and listen to see how it helped them and what their biggest takeaways were. Now, Kathleen was once a nurse, but for the last 23 years, she has been serving as the care pastor at her church. Having grown up in a large Italian family in New Jersey, just 15 minutes away from New York City, She went to church every morning, and while she was there, she began to help the seniors who regularly attended, and she got to know, and it's from this experience that she discovered her passion to care for people. When I was really young, I used to go to church every morning uh, to the service. I was really, really drawn, I I believe, very young. This is another piece to not going into the theater. Um, being drawn to be a pastor very young in my life. I really felt like God's call on my life when I was really young. And so I went to the service every morning and the the people that were there were usually the older people in the congregation. And I got to know them really well. And as they um, found themselves in need of somebody to visit or somebody to pick up milk or whatever, I kind of started to be that person for them. And every day, you know, they gave me a dollar and they would say, would you go? I can't walk to get the milk or something. But then it turned, now here I am, I'm, I'm a young kid. I'm like in eighth, ninth grade. And, um, and what it turned into was then seeing like the need that of other things they didn't have, like, there was no one to wash their bed sheets. There was no one to, you know, sweep the floor. Uh, there was no one to call the doctor when they were really sick. There was no one to call an ambulance when they needed to go to the hospital. Uh, so when I was 14, I was already making um, pretty big 
decisions of care for people who were in need that it didn't seem, at least to me in my 14-year-old mind, it didn't seem that anyone else in the community was able or the church was able to carry out. And in those days, you know, I'm in my 60s. So in those days, there was no real social services unless things were desperate. Um, And so I was doing a lot of... um, uh, just a lot of care and things that, again, when I think back on it, I can't believe that I was allowed to do that. And, uh, you know, doctors were taking my phone calls for Mrs. Goldsmith and, you know, all of that sort of thing. But that's just kind of how it wound up. And so, um, wow. yeah, so I just, I felt really called to uh, care early on, um, and kind of has always had that in my blood, but also felt called to be a pastor mm-hmm. as well. My daughter is in grade eight, and I couldn't even imagine her going into the city or like, well, not going into the city. Well, I guess you were doing that too, but going um, and being able to have the awareness of other people around their their physical and well-being needs, like that's definitely a gift. That's definitely, I love that. I mean, I'm so glad you were able to see that from the beginning. Yeah. It, it, it just was one of those things. I just, I felt called upon as a very young person and, and couldn't make it out at the time. Like, what is this all about? Like, why are adults trusting me with Mm -hmm. decisions, um, that are well, well beyond my years? Um, and Mm. it's just, it's kind of just how it's just what I did just what I did. I often hear from people that they are the go-to person, that their friends often talk to them. Uh, People always seem to feel comfortable around them or you're at a a party or, or an event and you're just wanting to have casual, normal conversations, but you always find yourself in the corner with someone wanting to talk to you or someone just you know, unraveling their life to you. I think this is a common thread among many of the people who find themselves in care ministry. Absolutely. Absolutely. The thing was that early on, I couldn't find a place for it because mm-hmm. I, 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 I went to talk to the people in my denomination about becoming a pastor and women were not able, that was not for them. And so it was go be a nurse, go be uh, a teacher, go be a social worker. None That's of why I'm a social worker. I'm going to be truly honest. That's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. And so I had, you know, so I was like, I don't want to be any of these things, but okay, I'll, I'll be a nurse. I'll be a nurse. So I went okay. and I did that and, and that was fine, but it, it didn't, it, it wasn't really what I was called to be. Yeah, That was more, yeah. although there were emotional and spiritual needs that were cared for in that, it was mostly a physical job. And that was fine. I'm happy to do that, but that's not what I was called to. And it certainly didn't satisfy. And so um, I, I knew that I was called more to the spiritual and emotional needs of people and had to wait a really long time until I found, um, landed in the place where somebody said to me, you know, you're really supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be a pastor who cares for people. And why don't we get that started? And so that's how I wound up doing this 23 years ago. 
but waited a really long time for that to almost buried, almost buried the, the desire because, you know, I could take care of people. Sure. But not in the way that I felt that God had called me to. Mm. 20 years ago, the concept of a church providing care, wraparound care in a way that was beyond the spiritual, beyond prayer or, or even small groups were fairly new back then or non-existent, right? Like this concept that church wasn't, um, a Sunday morning experience or children's ministry was quite foreign. So when you were approached or, or when this, when leadership was like, no, this is an, a value for our church. How, where did you start? Where, where did you go to for um, ideas or how did you know what to do? Yeah. Um, so uh, I think part of it was I was also hired to be the small groups pastor. And so, and that was new. Mm-hmm. And so I was starting groups, but I would incorporate care like, Hey, if you're in a group, you're going to care for each other. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know how to do any of this, <laughs> but I just basically, it was really, um, kind of a, a, you know, hit and miss sort of thing of how I was going to actually navigate some of these things. And a lot of it was on instinct. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was, um, you know, getting like for me in our church, we live in a, we had a young congregation and we live in a fairly affluent area. So it wasn't bringing a meal. That wasn't really the thing. It was much more about trying to figure out, um, people's, um, emotional and spiritual needs, which of which, as you know, there was very little resources for that. There's tons of things for lots of things in the church. And even, even today, there's very little for the care component, mental health illness, uh, mental health issues. Absolutely. The concerns with the mental health, we're seeing lots of that, which is so wonderful, but the actual care of people who are struggling through a situation or just normalizing care is a very difficult thing to find. Mm. Yeah. But yet it is a cornerstone of what God called the local church to and do. I just find it so fascinating. Maybe my entire world is around care and, and, you know, helping churches develop care. And, and so for me, I'm like, how do you not see that this is like, this is it, this is what we're supposed to do. But, um, I, I think, I think it's shifting. I think it's starting to shift, but I, I, I love that you were kind of on, you were on the forefront of that for sure. I think, you know, one of the things that I see um, is that uh, care pastors often, not always, but right now often have had another role in the church of which they are not doing anymore. They were the children's pastor. They were the youth leader or something. And then they were still wanting to work at the church, but they were trying to find a niche. And so I remember talking to a gentleman about 18 months ago and he was the care pastor at this church. And I said, oh, what do you, you know, I was trying to like, could we engage with each other? It was, it was a local thing. Could we engage with each other? And he said, well, I said, what do you do? And he said, well, I basically come in and I read the newspaper and wait for a wedding or a death. Mm. And I was like, and, and if someone's in a nursing home, like those were the things that he saw as care. And I was like, well, what about this? And what about this? And it was like, 
it was kind of like a conversation that really changed him. Like he was like, Oh, I didn't even, he'd been in the job for just a few months. And he was like, I didn't even think of any of that. And I'm so I watching him and walking with him through the process of doing something different with his church that he didn't see before. So I think sometimes it's just these unseen needs that it's hard to wrap our heads around that people do need that because it's, it, it feels, or it is so invisible. I like that because you, you broaden the scope of what care could be beyond the four walls of people physically being in the building, beyond the context of only someone's eternal life or soul into different capacities. Um, yeah. I think too, just seeing it in so much broader way. Absolutely. And I think too, that, you know, we're called to love God, love others, go make disciples, serve, you know, serve, serve God. We can't do that if we are not in a good, healthy place. And so if, 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 the ministry in the church that is under care, if they can help people get to the place where they can see God as God sees them, if they can get to the place where they can love others um, as they are, if they can get to the place where they can serve, then, then we have done, you know, people that are doing care ministry have done an incredible job of helping people live out the calling that God puts on each of our lives. Amen, sister. <laughs> I love it. So for you being doing this for 20 years, um, what drew you to the care ministry cohort? Because I, I think I shared this with you when we first talked about this. I was like, Kathleen, this is gonna be this is gonna be so intimidating. You should be running this. You've been doing this longer than I have. Like you have nursing background. You should be doing this. So what drew you to join the care ministry cohort then after being in this and growing your ministry and doing incredible things in your community? Why, why now, or why join now? So, so I saw a change with care um, during COVID that, um, you know, if, if we didn't see it beforehand (laughs) uh, in church, we really, it really stood out of how we needed to do that. And I could see how we could do things better. You and I had had a couple of conversations during that point, listening to the podcast really helped me see that there was so much more we could be doing, but we have a small team, uh, lots of volunteers, but a small team that works at the church doing this. And I knew that I needed to find more systemic, sustainable ways of doing this instead of everything being in my head. Mm, yes. um, and so I felt that um, I really needed your help uh, to do that. I really needed the resources and the tools that you offer. I really needed the other people in the cohort to kind of be, there's very little encouragement for care people. And so to be encouraged by those other people, to be you know, told uh, that that's a good idea or to pick their brains to find out their ideas, that was invaluable to find, you know, all of the, just the different people at the different places that God put them in their churches um, and to hear what they had to say. That was, that was invaluable. I really looked forward to that every week Mm -hmm. to hear what other people were doing and how they were managing it. 
And that helped me change some of the things that we were doing here to do it better. Mm. It shifted. I know for myself, it shifted too to, to something that I, I think is a good idea, or I might think is a good idea in my church to hearing that other people have experienced similar things or, you know, the tried and true lessons learned what, uh, you know, how other people manage or navigated a certain situation. And it suddenly wasn't like, Oh, I'm doing this by myself. I, we, we have other people and, and it shifted from something like a program or being part of something that's isolated in my community to being God is doing something in our, in our, in our nation, in the world around equipping and, and, and catalyzing or, or moving the church into this space where we're really able to help people in their, in their, in their, you know, struggling situations or, or in their intimate lives. And I think it's, it's such a precious place to be and it can feel really small, but I loved how the group came together and it suddenly felt like we are part of something bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I miss them. I really (laughs) miss them. I I think about who's on the, what part of the screen and their faces and what they said and thinking about the encouragement that they gave and remembering that as I move forward. I think we're going to have to have an alumni meetup after this. A couple people have mentioned it and I was like, we're going to have to have a cohort 2.0 where all the alumni can like come and just, hang out. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I would, I would just love, love that. And just to, you know, just to see where we're at and what we implemented, what our takeaways were mm. now that we've stepped away from it for a couple of months, like what, yeah. what has been the things that have been sustainable for us mm. that we learned? I'm going to write that down. That would be amazing if we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, but every person got something different out of the cohort and would love to hear some of your, your highs, your takeaways. What are something that stood out for you? So um, as I mentioned a number of times during the cohort, that my weakness was certainly the, um, the data, the, you know, just developing materials on my own. I, you know, I can, I can do the care. I can't do the computer very well. And to have everything just like presented, like, here it is, here's the, here's the piece that you need. Here's how you do it. Here's how you use it. I mean, those things were like to, to actually be able to take those and bring them back to my team and go, okay, the problem is solved. Now this is how (laughs) this and you know and to be able to but to do it in a way that you know tweaking it for us so Mm -hmm. it wasn't that it had to be used in that way but tweaking what what we were given and what we did in the uh either did together in the cohort or what you had designed for us uh was just incredible like that was amazing to be able to take those tools and retrofit them to what we needed at our church so that was great um I think, uh, yeah, just the wisdom around the table was just amazing as well. Um, just, just loved, loved that so much. I love how each person, after speaking with them, after the group, everyone has mentioned that they love the group aspect. And it's such reaffirming because when you try something out, and you're like, okay, I'm going to start something new and I'm going to do it as a group. And a lot of people are like, you know, when you think of like group therapy or, you know, group work in school, nobody likes to work in a group. 
Like you avoid groups. And, and as much as the care, care leaders are people, people, many of us, or I can I can't include myself in this, but many people are introverts or, um, like to process or slowly or, or, or highly engage with other people's emotions. And so groups can be really overwhelming, but time over and over and over time. And again, people have said that they loved the group aspect. Um, so that's, that's really exciting that you're one of them. And then you mentioned, uh, I just want to go deeper on this one aspect where you mentioned that you were able to tweak some things that we offered to fit your church. Don't go have, have to go into, into too much detail, but what was it that you took and tweaked for your church? And then like, how did that set you up for, for future? Like what, how in a practical way was helpful? Because I keep telling people, Hey, you get all the templates, you get all the downloads, you get everything for you, but it's hard to describe what it is uh, because people might not be thinking about admin things for care ministry. Uh, So can you share a little bit more about that? Sure. So I think that what we were, we're good at is actually doing the care and that sort of thing. I think what the hard part was is how do we keep track? How do we follow up? How do we do it? it, it again, all in my head and, you know, telling people, <laughs> go, do this, go do this. But there was templates that actually said, email the person, then, you know, then follow up with them. Then, you know, there was like these actual lists of things to do, bubbles that you went from one bubble to the next. <laughs> bubble to the next bubble that allows she's talking you. about the flow the pathways the workflows yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. and so it was just you know kind of going from one thing to the next like when you complete this task then you can do this task who's going to do it who's responsible yeah. so it was all of those things that we could take those things and say what are the things that we need to do here what are the things that are not uh, a concern for us who is going to be responsible for that? Mm. How many weeks out are we going to follow up? All of those things, uh, templates, letters already written that said, hey, we're just checking in on you. Uh, and then we could take those and make them our own. But to have, you know, it's always good, um, especially if you do a lot of writing already. It's so <laughs> nice to have something that someone else started and then mm-hmm. you can take that and make it your own, but it's hard to sit there and go, now, how am I, how do I want to sound, you know, but you have taken out like all the guesswork from that. This is the template we use for this. This is, you know, so it was just like, it was so for the care community to have so much of that work done that no matter where you're starting from, whether it was, you know, us doing this for many years and trying to do the follow-up and trying to do that better, or you were just starting out, especially if you're starting out, this was just such a gift to get all of this information and then to have it forever. Like I can still mm-hmm. go back. I can still Absolutely. go, what did they say about that? Let me go back and look or someone loses what we said, you know, we're on, on a team meeting and they're like, well, what were we doing with that? I can go back. I can look at what you said and, and bring it back to the team and say, okay, this is, this is how we're going to move forward. Um, makes me look really smart and you've done all the work. <laughs> 
and and we did it all together, right? There's pieces that I brought, but we definitely like there was a few people that had policies or documents or intake oh. forms that were you or were different than mine. And so the fact that we were able to put those side by side and like you said, pick out, copy paste, adapt so that your church is able to do it. So I love that. I love that. And I love that it's no longer just in your head. You don't have to keep track of the hundreds of different people and where they are all at in their journey, but that, you know, you can actually go on vacation, you can retire, you could, you know, take some time off and it doesn't have to be all on you. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, that's such a good point. You know, one of the conversations that came up was, you know, I'm not going to be doing this forever. And that was another concern I had was how was I going to leave this whole legacy of care? Someone else may come in and do it very differently, but they needed some notes. They needed some, you know, kind of the grounding pieces, the foundations, um, the institutional knowledge for these last 23 years. And uh, that just afforded me and made me feel so comfortable in However, decision, whatever decision I make, it's not based on I'm holding all this knowledge and I can't leave because I can't leave. Yeah, can't leave because I'm holding all these pieces, and so that just was so encouraging to me. Yeah, yeah. So thinking back from when you first started care, you know, 23 years ago, not not I don't want you to give accolades to the care cohort but if you were sitting across the table holding a tea going for coffee or tea with someone who's just starting out in care ministry knowing what you know now what what would you tell that person um I think to get as much to find other people to find other people that were doing what you were doing uh, to not go at it alone, to um, grab the wisdom of anyone that knows anything about this, uh, to listen, to read uh, before you make any decisions on what you're going to do. Because I think, you know, I've, there's been a lot of false starts over 23 years. You know, you're, <laughs> you're going down one path and, and then it's like, oh, this is not quite right. But to just glean the wisdom of other people that know uh, that have gone before you and have this long path, or even if they're starting out and just a few steps ahead of you, just to be able to, to glean from their wisdom. That's great. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for joining us today on the Care Ministry Podcast. I just want to say I am so grateful for you that in our group, you were so collaborative. You you were engaging in the wisdom and sharing that your lessons learned, but you also were super vulnerable in sharing some of the challenges that you faced. And, and I just love what you brought to the group. So, and I love that we were able to connect and stay connected. So thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing your experience. And thanks so much, Laura, for having me, allowing me to be here today. Really appreciate it. I am just so grateful for Kathleen for sharing her wisdom here on the podcast as well as in the cohort. I told you you were going to like her. She is just so lovely and an incredible leader, and I am honored to call her a friend. And if you want to learn more about the Care Ministry cohort or register for the next group that's going to be coming up, you can go to careministrycohort.com or just scroll down here in the show notes and click the links that you will see. I am so grateful for you and the time that we have spent together. And uh, I 
hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.